ladies and ladies. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Miss Mariah on the phone with us. I reached out to Mariah. She's in our Facebook group and I made a post about yoga and just how essential I feel like it is not just to dancers, but especially to dancers, but to everybody. And Mariah posted back talking about make sure to study the different sutras and stuff like that because you don't want to, I believe your term was jack the cultures, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's important whenever we take something from another culture to honor and respect what it means and not just to appropriate it for our own uses, you know. Right. That totally and completely makes sense to me, but I had never thought about it. So, yeah. Yeah, It comes from ancient India. I'm not sure if it's connected, honestly, with the Ayurveda, but I think it's kind of like the same time frame. How long have you been practicing for? Well, I ran into it a lot through hippie gatherings and stuff like that. I've always been quite a hippie. When I was much younger, like 18 years old, I think I was the first time I practiced yoga, and I ran into it at like a rainbow gathering. Oh. And then I just really liked it, so I started hanging out with the yoga people at the gathering, and then I made friends through them, and then I found people in my area. kind of took off from there, and so I practiced habitually whenever I got a chance, but I didn't really make it my practice. And I went and took a beginner's course in living in Southern California, and it, and I really just reaffirmed my love for it there, and I just kind of never stopped practicing it. For the last 10 years, I've been really regular with my practice, so. That's great. You know what? Seriously, I don't have a whole lot of really big regrets in my life. I mean, you know, definitely got some, but one of my biggest regrets is not practicing every single freaking day like it really is and (laughs) this this year I've decided I'm changing that like I'm practicing it every single day not just for well you know before it's always been like because I just feel so much better I mean especially as a dancer you're walking in weird shoes for god knows how many hours at a time right when you're leaning over customers, doing dances and whatever, especially at clubs that it's illegal to take your shoes off in. I don't know if you've ever worked at one of those, but yeah, what a ridiculous rule. So I used to always take my shoes off and then working in clubs that you can't do that. It's like, holy shit, this is really hard and it really will make your body, I mean, you really feel it. And you know, to not, stretch yourself out to not rebalance yourself my god I don't know how most girls get through life doing it I feel like it's one of those things that you beat your body up enough and you just kind of get used to it like I'm going to use an example that most people probably aren't going to appreciate but this is true like I've seen tons of studies done on this if most people we'll just use one person as an example shit we could use my mom my mom I got my mom to quit eating dairy for two weeks and her and I got into a fight and she decided to go eat a bunch of dairy. (laughs) So she got so sick, she couldn't get off the couch. And it's because you're, you know, your body gets used to it. You keep pounding it with this stuff. So Mm. use back to dancing. You keep just pounding your body. Like, you know, you're going to do what I tell you to body because this is what I need you to do. But if you don't take care of yourself, I mean, oh my God. Right. The, the repercussions right, of that. Yeah, that's part of yoga. That's part of yoga, and that's why the sutras are important, because if you if you actually practice for the right reasons and you look into it and you're like, what is this culture of yoga? You will find all of these things that go along with it that really take you to where it's supposed to take you. And um, to that, what you also, what you said, I also wanted to let you know, don't be afraid to take days off. You know, sometimes, you know how it is where you don't really feel like doing something, but you know you'll be fine once you get there. Your body's fine. Right. But some days, you really, you know, you really just need to rest and you really, you know, your period is heavy or whatever it is and you just kind of, you just don't feel like it. And that's okay because I think that when we take a little break, when we get back to it, we have a lot more energy for it. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. I was actually supposed to be somewhere like all day yesterday and I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to yeah. make it. I I cannot deal with the traffic. I can't deal with the people all day. I can't. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to make myself yeah. sick. Like, I genuinely knew I was going to make myself sick if I tried to push through it. And I was like, it's just not, it's not worth it. 
I had this crazy anxiety, like right in the middle of my chest, like right by my heart. And I was like, you know, I am legitimately like just freaking myself out, stressing myself out about the idea of this whole day. I was like, I can't even imagine going through it. That's another thing. Really? Yeah. It's important to be, you know, aware of not getting too dogmatic about things. If you say something like, I don't do that, or I always Mm. do that, or I do that every day, it's really important not to make that too much of a dogma because there are always going to be exceptions and there are always going to be occasions where, you know, your intuition tells you, your body knows what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And if you ever get into yoga and you're like, okay, you're in yoga and you're like, my body just really doesn't want this today. I just, I don't have the energy for it. It's okay. You know, your body knows. Right. I, I really like that. I really like that a lot. To that point, I want to say to anybody that has not tried this, the first (laughs) time I went, I hated it. Like, I genuinely Uh. did not like it. My dad talked me into going. He was like, hey, I'm going to go to a yoga class. It was at the YMCA. And so, first of all, it was in a gym, right? Not an ideal location to do yoga, in my opinion. The instructor (laughs) was not my favorite. The music I didn't like, and it was very slow. I did not enjoy my experience at all. And when my dad, you know, at the end, he was like, so what did you think? And I was like, I almost fell asleep. Like, that was super boring. There was there was nothing zen or fun or enlightening about it to me at all. Like, I didn't like it at all. And yeah, I think is really important oh my god so important no no it's okay so important it's like a dance class if you have like a teacher that you don't vibe with then it doesn't mean you don't like that style of dance it just you just didn't vibe with the teacher exactly yeah that's exactly right like he goes okay go back to yoga or do yoga three more times this week and tell me how you feel at the end of the week and I did. I didn't go back there, but I did yoga again three more times. And I have been hooked ever since. And that was like in 2010 <laughs> or 2011. So yeah. don't let your first experience or even second or third or fourth experience ruin it for you. If you go and you don't like it at all, because just like you just said, Mariah, the instructors matter, the environment matters, the music matters. Like there are so many details that can completely change your entire experience. So don't give up on the practice because I swear it'll change your life. It's been one of the most. Oh, it does. It so does. And there's so many different types. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you don't like yoga, then you're, you basically just need to kind of look around. Try another one. The kind of yoga that you like. Yeah. And some people get really into the different branches of yoga, the hot yoga or the ashtanga or whatever kind of thing, kundalini or whatever, you know, different people vibe with different things, but there's also the hatha yoga, which is just the all around. If you try hatha yoga and you didn't like it, I think it's probably a matter of you wanting a different teacher. Yeah, okay. Hmm, I've never tried that one. I have tried what? Hatha yoga? Oh, hatha yoga is just the basic flow, the flow yoga that is kind of like I don't know how to say it, like the main one. Okay, so just kind of like all the main moves. Yeah, um, most people pronounce it hatha, but it's actually hatha, and it just, it means sun and moon, um, and it's like a balance. It means like, you know, balancing the light with the dark, the yin with the yang kind of thing. Okay, well, in that case, I have done that, and I love it, (laughs) so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's main, and it's awesome. Okay, that's really great. So what do you feel like yoga does for you, whether it comes to dancing or in life, or what would you say to someone that hasn't done it, what would you say are the benefits of it? Well, the benefits are are innumerable. Every system in the body is benefited all the way through everything from your skeletal to your muscular to your respiratory all the way through to your emotional and consciousness and everything everything's affected and everything is benefited by moving around so much you know just the way that the body moves every day (laughs) it's hard for me to it's hard for me to explain it okay i'm going to get back to the point because i'm wondering but the benefits to me personally are the healing from past injuries Mm-hmm. Um, anything that I feel I'm holding in my body feels like it gets released in yoga and 
gets to relax and doesn't hurt or it actually moves toward healing. It's the only thing that's ever felt like it actually heals injuries. You know, everything else, it just it doesn't actually heal, it just temporarily. I helps, completely I second that, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, greater range of movement and more comfort in my body and also clarity with just my mind and and being able to communicate better I think with especially with body language mm, yeah I think at all everything is affected if I look in my back to what I was talking about before if I look in my notes over here I have a note from yoga school where they actually broke down all of the systems of the body that are that are affected and I just I don't know why I didn't you can notice this before oh here it is that's okay okay yeah um your skeletal system is is strengthened by moving every joint every day and your muscular system is strengthened and toned of course we can feel that our yeah. muscles are definitely building and um you actually use less energy when you do yoga than when you're working out in any other way because its efficiency is you know like the holding of the poses is is much more efficient than like doing repetitions and stuff like that interesting yeah, you get cardiovascular and cleansing in your circulation. Your blood and oxygen gets to all parts of your body because you're actually taking these really big breaths that distribute the oxygen throughout your blood system and it tones all of that. Um, your respiratory system, of course, because breathing is basically the most important part of yoga. It, um, they told me when I was learning, um, my teacher told me that as long as you're breathing, as long as you're breathing in the ocean breath, the ujjayi, pranayama, that is, you're practicing yoga. You can be doing the dishes and as long as you're breathing that ocean breath, you're practicing yoga. So your respiratory system is of course strengthened and it increases the oxygen to your body and your brain. Your digestive system is stimulated and the nerve energy is built that includes your eliminative system, your um, nutrition and all of that. It's like you start wanting to do what's good for your body. When you're practicing yoga, you start craving the right foods. You start wanting what your body needs because that energy, that fuel that it needs is kind of calling for it. I completely and... see that, actually. <laughs> uh, like I said, I just started this year. I've decided to do it constantly and... I've noticed that about myself, like, I'll get, like, organic figs, like, Fig Newton, like, you know, the, like, little snacks and stuff, mm -hmm. and all kinds of, I mean, I really like sugar, and lately, but lately, I've been like, I really don't even want that, like, it sounds really good, but I don't even really want that, and another thing I'm kind of, it's weird, I feel like it's a habit, so I'm still doing it, but at the same time, I feel like my body's telling me I don't want that. And it's coffee, which is really weird because I've been a huge coffee drinker forever and I don't know, I don't know exactly what the deal is with that. I don't know if maybe it's because I feel kind of dehydrated, so I need to drink more water, but this is a new development. Like I, you know, yeah, had artificial energy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you don't need it anymore. Maybe your body's kind of like replacing that with something more wholesome. And right. It's just like, no, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. I'll pass on that today. And, and that's been something that started to happen with yoga before I decided I was going to do it every day. You know, sometimes if the morning goes by and like if you exercise normally in the morning and you miss the morning, it's like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow or whatever. I'll be in bed at the end of the day. And this is before I decided to do it every day. I'll be in bed at the end of the day and it would be like 11 p.m. And I'd be like, get your ass up and do yoga. <laughs> And every yeah. single time I have been so glad and it's not just like I'm glad like oh yay you you know you did it you accomplished yoga today it's like oh my god I feel so good yeah and it helps you sleep so much better too if you like if you've exercised efficiently right for your body and done the right thing the other thing that I would say that I feel the per a personal benefit from is knowing that I'm holding myself correctly mm. because that's kind of something that yoga trains us for the you know the postures the lunges all of the warrior poses and the standing poses it takes all of your concentration while you're in yoga to hold those poses correctly while making your breath rhythmic and right 
and that trains our body to hold itself in the right posture. So when we go through movements in life, which as dancers, we go through a lot of different weird kind of movements. Very, yeah. And it helps us to already be programmed to hold those postures correctly. And weird. for lengths of time, too. I mean, mm. you know, it, right. weird ways to... That's another thing that yoga has incredibly helped me with is balance. I have never mm. once fallen in stripper shoes. <laughs> I mean, they're big. They're big shoes, you know? And it's like... <laughs> yeah. And I swear, I really honestly, genuinely think that yoga is a huge part of the reason why. Because I just have really good balance. Yoga definitely is... It's all about balance. Even the poses that you don't think are using balance to hold, you really are. Yes. Like, building your balance game. Like, if you're in a balancing pose, and this is something I often do in class... If you're in a balancing pose that you just do all the time and you're kind of like bored in the pose, like tiptoe balance or something, it's like super easy for you. Mm -hmm. If you start to close your eyes, you just, you don't do it quickly, but you like start to close your eyes and you halfway close your eyes and then you like just start to get them closed. Then you start working on building your inner balancing mechanisms and using your inner balance to, you know, with your eyes closed to balance yourself. And that really helps so much, you know, when with balance in general because with your eyes open you're you're definitely going to be able to nail it every time if you can do things with your eyes closed you know it's funny i guarantee at least i would pretty much guarantee that most people that are listening to this if they haven't done that like tried to stand in a pose and close their eyes they have no idea (laughs) how much more difficult it is like it's it's a world of difference like Cause you use really your eyes to balance yeah. yourself. So when you, but you don't know that, right? Most people don't realize right. you use your eyes to mm-hmm. balance your body. But when you close your <laughs> eyes, it's a new game. Like your mm-hmm. body's like, whoa, wait a minute. How, where is up? Right. You know, like, okay, no need to go this way. Yeah. Like balancing table is a really good one to practice that. And if you're on all fours and you know, you have one leg straight back parallel with the floor and one arm, the opposite arm straight. Oh, okay. And then if you start to close your eyes, you start to realize you, like, rock a little bit. See, that's fine. It's not as easy as I thought. I wouldn't have thought that, (laughs) you know? I wouldn't have thought (laughs) in that pose it would be difficult. But it does. It Mm -hmm. makes sense. You know, you can keep taking yoga to another level. And that's something I feel like I have slacked horribly in. Like, for as long as I've done it, (laughs) I feel like I should be so much further. Like, be able to pop a headstand whenever I want to. And, (laughs) like, I know I need to really really work my game up more. I've been doing hot yoga lately and man, I can't believe how good it feels. I've only been doing the hour long one instead of the hour and a half one, but oh my God, it is amazing. So this last time was my sixth class. I started at the beginning of what, the beginning of this month, I think. And this was, this last one was my sixth class or sixth or seventh. And going in, I thought for sure that it was going to be the hardest class I had done. And to my surprise, it was actually the easiest class that I had done. Hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I started to build up strength. Or another thing I'm wondering about is this is the first class that I did that didn't have music. So I'm wondering Hmm. if maybe that was it, or I have no idea. It could be maybe an accumulation of things. You hate the music. Well, see, that's the weird thing, though, is I usually love music, right? But I'm also picky about it. So I like music with no lyrics. I think that that is, you know, because you don't want to be doing yoga listening about somebody's breakup. Like, I have you have you been in classes like that? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Most of the classes that I go to, they have something like Ravi Shankar playing where it's like, you know, a little sitar and it sounds like you're in, you know, like in an Indian jungle and it's just like a super mellow. Okay, so that sounds perfect. Yeah, that sounds like how it should be. I swear I've been into classes that it's like, you know, it's like pop music and I'm like, wait a minute. Right. (laughs) What? See, this is what I mean when I say that yoga has been colonized. Yeah, (laughs) right. People are doing yoga for their own purposes, for their own workout purposes, and they're not really paying attention to the culture what this really means they're just using it as a jazzercise class or something right really not for that that yeah that makes sense I mean, regardless of however they're using it for I don't know I don't know if it is like it's probably not on the same level they're definitely gonna get benefits but it's like 
it's not ours to have like that. It's definitely put into the world for the reason of making yourself more unified with the divine. Um, yoga actually means to yoke, to fuse the mind and body together. So mind and body are working together and learning how to communicate together to create a better life, you know? I love it. And if people, yeah, and if people are just, you know, they're like, oh, I want to have, you know, a better body, so I'm going to start doing yoga, then, you know, they probably will see benefits in their body. But it's like, you're, they're really, not only are they depriving themselves of a lot more that it could be bringing to their experience, they're also kind of just taking that little piece, something that was created for a different reason. Something that was made to be so much more beautiful and they're kind of spoiling it. <laughs> and probably don't even know. Probably have no idea. Right. I don't know. I like how Patanjali would feel, you know, like the old originators of yoga, if they, you know, how they would feel looking at a group of people practicing yoga to pop music or without even giving any credibility to the original meaning of it. With That's an interesting thought. I was kind of imagining these people in like orange suits, of, you know, like looking like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> I remember my mom used to have this video that she would do and it was called Yoga Fit. And it was this woman and she did like a, you know, like a yoga fit class. But just the whole video through, she didn't mention a certain thing about breath, you know. Wow, <laughs> like, yeah. They, like you could be holding your breath the whole time and practicing something. And the way that it actually is, is... In yoga, you can say yoga. Anybody can have a yoga studio. You don't actually have to be certified to teach it, and you don't have to actually have any kind of credential to, to put it on your sign. Right. Anything can be, you know, it's just yoga is just a free-for-all word. Anybody can use it. Nobody can patent it. Yeah. And like, there are certification courses, of course, where you can be more credible, but... The P90X guy had no right to be teaching a yoga class. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That was the worst. Like, it was one of the hardest classes I've ever done, for sure. He was, oh my god, he starts off pretty, you know, pretty calm and zen-like and whatever. By the end of it, I swear he sounds like a drill instructor. And it's like, wait a minute, this is... I would have practiced that so many more times. Like, I really, really, really loved it, but I could not stand listening to him talk. So I had to stop that one. I thought about recording myself going through the poses, talking about it, just so I could keep doing it without having to listen to him. So, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know um, if this is everybody's experience, but I've but I've definitely heard from several people that when they practice hot yoga, they felt like the instructor was yelling at them. Definitely depends. I've had a lot of really good instructors and. That was another thing about this last time that I went is it was a lady instructor too. So it was no music and a lady and I had been doing it for a little while. So I don't know if that's part of what made it happen like that or what. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, women tend to be much more gentle. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another, that's but another thing really about like hot yoga. Yeah. They really want to do the hot yoga. They like the draw. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. It makes them feel manly. <laughs> well, it should. The last class I was in, the guy that was next to me did not make it very far. He might've made it in seven minutes and then he laid on his mat the rest of the class. I was no. like, dude, get up. Come on. <laughs> like, we're in the sitting portion. We're in the on the mat portion. At least do that, you know? Right. So, but. Yeah, that's one thing that hot yoga has to be really um, good for is, is for the stretching part. Oh, my God. No kidding. Yeah, speaking of benefits, I don't know if this is true. Maybe you would have some insight into this. A friend of mine told me that when you do hot yoga, because we were talking about how great it felt, and I didn't really know the benefits of it. I just knew it made me feel amazing. And he mm -hmm. said that the temperature, the heat, heats your bones up to the degree that they're actually kind of more flexible. So you can literally realign your skeleton. Do you know if that's true? I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. I think that definitely, um, you know, heat definitely makes us more pliable. Right. In probably every way. I think that's probably there's probably a lot of truth to it. I don't practice hot yoga. I don't do extreme temperatures and stuff like that. I don't like saunas or anything. Uh, I just, it, it gives me a headache when I come out of it. So yeah. I've never done that, but I oh, do. Oh, you've spend never a lot done it time. ever. 
No, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) I just can't. I can't do it because I'm not, I don't like hot tubs. I don't like my body going to, you know, um, being surrounded by an extreme temperature like that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, that was another thing that my dad tried to talk me into was hot yoga. He goes, you should do hot yoga. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm good. I was like, I like doing it with my (laughs) windows open and an ocean breeze. I was like, I have no desire to be hot while I do yoga. And he was like, you should at least go try it. So I did. And I fell in love with it. But I, I I I like to be hot though. I like being warm. And I do spend a lot of time in the beginning of class, that's what we're doing. We're warming up and we build a lot of heat in our body. Like keep the room at um, 71 degrees. So we're, we're keeping our body heat in. But I like to build it up naturally to, you know, get to where I'm, the point where I'm actually sweating before I start doing stretches because I think it's important to be warm. You have to be warmed up in order to stretch, right? Yeah, I definitely think that that is super helpful. That was a problem for me, I guess, over the last kind of like couple or few months really was waking up and wanting to do yoga but honestly just being too cold I couldn't handle it so we got a heater (laughs) so now I can (laughs) now I can do it at home without being uh it's just my body is not a huge fan of cold at all so (laughs) so you talked about yoga and healing have you had any kind of physical trauma that yoga has helped with Yeah, I had, so many years ago, I just, you know, I was kind of a whippersnapper and I just went to work one night and I did something on the stage. I think I bent over forward and was kind of looking behind me and I was like, it just without stretching or warming up or anything, I just like jumped on the stage and was just doing this ridiculously, you know, like opening kind of move without warming up for it. And I felt a little, I just felt a little kind of ow in the back of my leg and I you know I finished the set and I was just it was fine I actually danced the rest of the night and it was no big deal but I could feel it and honestly that feeling never went away like it was like always the kind of there so I always had sort of just this little bit of limitation and it's like tore the back of my right leg into almost into the groin area it's like it's just a really weird spot and I can't reach it to massage it. I'm really good with my hands and I'm always trying to massage things out. But this one, I just can't really pinpoint it. I can't find where it's coming from. And at yoga school, they brought in a physical therapist and he would talk to each of us about what our issues in our body were. And so I asked him and he put me on the floor and he said, okay, put your leg in, bend over this way. Okay, put your leg in, bend over this way. And and he could see by the way that I stretched and where I was limited, he said, that's in your spine. Oh my God. He said, your injury is actually coming from your spine. He said, I would work with healing your spine. So now when I'm in yoga, I'm always really conscious of, okay, like these are the stretches that are going to help with my injury. And I can feel where I'm limited, um, you know, on one side as opposed to the other. And I spend a lot of time working in those stretches, you know, breathing really, really deeply. And actually, sometimes it hurts so much that I, like, I think I've come to tears. Oh, my stretching, God. Like, being, like, you know, and to me, that's actually just a part of the healing process, and I'm okay with it. But it's like, okay, like, I know I need to stay in this stretch, but I know my body doesn't want to stretch. It hurts so much, but I'll still just work through it. And I think that, I mean, I've healed it to the point where it definitely doesn't really limit me anymore as long as I stay with my practice it doesn't give me pain it doesn't give me any trouble but if I come out of my practice I take a few weeks off or whatever if I'm just out of it then it it actually starts to creep back in and I can feel it kind of coming back so when you're doing yoga you don't feel that pain and after you take some time off you do start to notice it again yeah as long as I'm practicing regularly all the time I practice at least four days a week sometimes more but okay not less than that and if I, if I do, you know, take a week off or something, if I'm going out of town and there's nowhere to go to practice or something like that, I start to feel it come back. I start to feel this little hint of a pain, you know, and I am sort of a little bit less flexible on that side, I think, in general, just because I don't push it. And because I haven't really worked into the stretch in some years, I probably could if I was willing to take the time and the, the effort to get through it. But honestly, I believe that whatever trauma we have in our body, is also emotional. Yeah. I think that when we have things, tight spots, tension or knots 
or even, you know, injuries. I think a lot of it is emotional and we're holding a lot of emotion around it. And so I feel that it's part of it to get that emotion out too. You know, it's interesting to me that you say that. I got into a car wreck a while ago, like a long time ago, like five years ago or something like that. And my advice from my doctor who visited me for five seconds and didn't know shit about me that, you know, was trying to give me life advice came in there and he basically literally told me, don't do anything for six weeks. Don't bend, don't stretch, don't lift. Don't do anything for six weeks, right? I'm the one in the hospital bed and this guy's the fucker in the white coat. So I'm thinking he knows what he's talking about. So three weeks go by. I haven't done anything. I'm wearing a back brace. I, every single morning I wake up and I go to sit up, I forget that, you know, I got into a car wreck and I'm in pain every single day when I would wake up. And three weeks in, literally I was in the worst shape of my life. I felt super flabby. I felt like just this blob of flesh. I felt so gross. And I... Yeah, I don't think spitting is very good at healing. Oh, Unless no! <laughs> Apparently. Right? So, I woke up and I was angry. Like, I was angry at myself for listening to this guy. I was like, he spent five seconds with me. He doesn't know anything about my life. He doesn't know anything about me at all. I didn't know why I listened to this guy. And... I said, He's probably just trying to cover his ass. Well, exactly. Probably so. So basically I told myself, you know what? Fuck him. Like I'm going to go do yoga. (laughs) So that's what I did. I went to a park and I did yoga for just, you know, free flowed, like no mat, you know, no shoes, just did yoga for maybe 30 minutes. I felt incredibly better. And since that day, I have not woke up with back pain again. Like, I kept doing it. And you saying that, you know, part of it is emotional or maybe a lot of it or all of it, who knows? I agree with that. And I think that I am a ridiculous optimist. So I don't know if I'm just looking at this this way just because it's, you know, a positive way to look at it. But I am almost glad that that happened because I take doing yoga very seriously because I know if I stop, same as you, like I feel it. I remember I had come to California and I had been out here for maybe two weeks. This was a long time ago. And I had been out for maybe two weeks and I hadn't done yoga the whole time I was here. And I was doing it very consistently in Florida. And I was with a friend and my body just hurt so bad. Like all of me, I honestly, I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I felt so uncomfortable and just in pain, like really strange, like tense all over, sore. Like I was like, I haven't done anything for this to be happening. And it wasn't even me that realized it. It was my friend goes, you know, you haven't done yoga in two weeks. He said, maybe that's the problem. And I was like, oh my God, he might be right. So I I went straight to a park and like right then I was like, take me to a park. I was like, I got to go to a park. So I got out of the car, went back into Runyon Canyon in LA and did yoga for, I again, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, maybe longer, maybe shorter. And I felt so much better. And I was like, that was it. That was the reason, like, my body was crying for it. It wasn't like a, like, hey, you need to do yoga. It was like, hey, you need to do yoga. (laughs) So, (laughs) Like, I'm not going to do anything until you sit your ass down. Exactly. Like, it is, this is the time. I think think we get used to being in pain. I think a lot of people are just walking around used to being in excruciating pain. I agree. They're they're just, they get stiffer and stiffer as time goes by. And they don't realize that they're in pain because, you know, when you're in pain, endorphins kind of take care of a lot of it. And then you do, you get used to it. You can, right. kind of get in, you can be in pain all the time and not even really realize it right. until you take yourself out of pain and then get back in pain. Right. And yoga definitely takes us out of pain. It makes us so much more comfortable in our bodies. And sometimes it takes an injury for people to, like you said, to start practicing. They're like, shoot, like I just messed myself up. I hurt my shoulder or whatever it is. And then they realize they have to recover. And physical therapy only goes so far. They'll get you walking again. But if you're still in a lot of pain in your body and 
So here's an interesting question that you might have some insight to is how far do you push that, right? You know, assume someone's in pain, like for myself going to do yoga in the park, there were some movements I couldn't really do, but it didn't hurt me. It didn't make me feel like, in your example, like you cried. I wouldn't know, like for someone that's in pain that decides, you know what, I'm going to try yoga, where should they stop? Right. Now, my, my teacher always talked a lot about edges of pain. Okay. And some days, you, you know, you feel like your body just, your body will tell you. Your body doesn't want to push very hard. On some days, you're like, you know what, I, just, I better take it easy today. That's just really how I'm feeling. And some days, you're like, you know what, I have a lot of energy. I'm feeling really warm in my body right now. I'm going to push the stretch a little bit farther. I'm going to see how far I can go. And just listen, you have to build a relationship with your body. And that's why yoga, yoking, fusing the mind and body to work together is so crucial. Because they, they do learn how to listen to each other. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Some days you feel like pushing it more, and some days you just feel like you need to you need to take it easy. Right. I think it's all intuitive, and I think that the practice, you know, not pushing it too far in your first few practices, I think is really important. And then once you get a feeling for, okay, this is how I feel before yoga, this is how I feel after yoga, and this is what yoga does for me, then you start, you know, your mind and body start to be able to communicate better together to figure out where you want to be with your edges that day. Yeah, and I feel like if you have a problem with your wrist, if you go to do, like, from personal experience, like, going to go in downward dog and, like, something's wrong. Like, why? You know, I've got a sharp pain there. You know, what is that? Putting more weight on your other hand. So you're in downward dog and one hand hurts or your wrist hurts or whatever. Put more pressure in the other one, but still keep a little bit of pressure on the other go through your flow, do all the movements and stuff, and then see how you feel the next day. You know, are you still, do you yeah. still feel that pain? Is it better? Right. Is it worse? There are many ways to take it easy on parts of your body. There are always variations of the poses that you can get into that are less impact. Yes. Like yeah. if you're in plank. Plank is a, is a really hard pose to hold for very long, and if you ever get tired in plank, you just put your knees down put your knees down and it makes the pose half as difficult but you're still getting all of the benefits you know yeah god plank is a hard downward one dog. yeah if you're in downward dog and, and something's hurting you just put your knees down put your knees down and chill out and hands and knees until people move through the pose into something else and makes it half the work but you're still getting the benefits yeah i love it it's absolutely been one of the best things that's ever happened to me and it's so surprising to me because i almost quit you know after my first day <laughs> And if my dad hadn't talked me into going back, I'm positive. If someone, you know, talked me about yoga in the future, I would have been like, nah, I tried it. I didn't really like it. Based on one experience in a gym. Right. <laughs> you Can know? you imagine how many people are going through life, like, you know, hating something because they've only had one experience Exactly. <laughs> it was a very interesting perspective shift for me because... You know, people that have done exactly what I did, and they're like, no, nah, I've done that before. And it's like, no, you really haven't. Like, yeah, you, you don't know. You don't, yeah, have, you don't know. have any it's, idea it's all, until yeah, you keep going. Yeah, and it's all going. a of who you're doing it with. Right. Yeah, and the state of mind that you're in and how you feel that day. Yoga is different every day. Yeah, that's true. You know, truth. you're much less flexible some days. And, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. You just kind of see how you're feeling. Yeah, I agree. So, for someone that's listening that hasn't tried yoga, why do you suggest that they do it? If you had to give a reason off the top of your head or a few reasons, why do you think it's important for people to really give it a try? Well, where do you have pain in your body? Or where are you holding tension? Basically, with any body, old or young, you can always find something that is stuck. It's not moving or it just feels... It feels tense or it feels traumatized or it just doesn't feel right, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and if you if you see, you know, older people especially are, are you know, they're kind of distracted with all kinds of things. And you see, you know, old yogis, they're not like that. Like right. old people who do yoga, they just pop right up, sit right. down, cross-legged, and it's just being comfortable in your body is invaluable. There's right. no substitute for it. Yeah, you People know, take all kinds of medications trying to feel good in their bodies, and 
really, I think a lot of that can just be healed by sitting down, taking an hour out of your day. The way that my teacher put it to me was, yoga doesn't take time. Yoga gives time. So if Oh, that's using, powerful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, right? Yeah, and it really does. You realize on those days that you practice, everything is easier. Thinking is even easier. You know, walking is easier, everything. Yeah, that's super powerful. Actually, I'm really glad that you said that. There was this study, and I'm going to totally butcher the study, so I'm just going to say what I remember of it. There were three groups of people that were taken, and one was told to do yoga every day, one was told to meditate every day, and the third group of people was told to don't do anything any day. It it didn't matter what they did. So... (laughs) So they just drink and party, right? Do it, yeah. Do whatever you want every day, and just come back in a week. I don't remember how long the study was. I think it was like, I want to say three weeks. But again, I'm probably butchering this whole thing. So I'm gonna need to look this up and then put text in, you know, YouTube or whatever about this because it was really, really, really significant. Do you know what telomeres are? No. So your telomeres are these. Again, I'm gonna butcher this. Cause I'm not a scientist, but. Science can measure the length of your life by your telomeres. Every every day, our cells divide and split, and more cells, you know, pop up, and other cells die, and whatever. The, and scientists can measure the length of our life, supposedly, by the length of our telomeres. And as we oh, get how older, long you've been alive, you mean? How no, long how long, how much already? longer we're gonna live because they keep oh, sh- because they keep shrinking. So. Mm. The people that were doing yoga and meditating every day, their telomeres did not, didn't shrink the same, the same as the people that weren't doing anything. So I think it was the people that were meditating. I think theirs, God, I want to say they grew, but maybe that's just wishful thinking. It might just be wishful thinking. It definitely slows and reverses the aging process noticeably. Yes. Exactly. So that's another huge reason why I think it's insanely important. And what you said about yoga is time. Like I legitimately, I give, give time. Exactly. And it feels so good once you get into it. Like (laughs) once you really do it and really try it, like it feels so good and whatever, you know, whatever your place is to do it. Like personally, I like to do it at home. I don't really like to go and be in a space with a bunch of other people doing it it's fine you know sometimes but you're again you're at the mercy of the instructor you're at the in whatever setting they choose uh and I just kind of like to be in control of my environment though I wish I had a big yoga room where it was nothing in there you know just me and a yoga mat and maybe a mirror but I don't have that right now so so I do like a video exactly a video Exactly. You know, if you can't be with a teacher, you can find a video you like. But I think it's also important to practice with an instructor every once in a while, even if you're a teacher, because it's really easy to get stuck in a bad habit you don't realize you're doing. Yes. That was something else I was going to mention is that's something I've noticed a massive lack of, and it's not really knowing, am I in the right pose? You know, when I go to do Mm -hmm. downward dog, like, are my hands and fingers exactly where they should be? Are my mm-hmm. hips where they should be? I mean, there's so many right. poses that I have right. never, you know, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Am I doing this right or is it, yeah. am I not? Like, I know I feel better, but at the same time. Right. The instructor only has, if your instructor only has that one inhale to describe the move to you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? They have to move on. They can't tell you everything you're supposed to be doing. So it's Ex- kind of like the more you practice, the more you realize what the different intricacies of each pose are. Right. And you learn so much from different instructors too. That's another thing that I've noticed from going in. Different instructors will say totally different things about the poses like one instructor for example when I was in dancer pose which is like you have one foot on the ground and you're reaching forward with one arm and you're holding up one foot back behind you and you look like a bow if I don't know if that visual worked for anyone that doesn't do yoga or not but he said the more you kick with your foot and pull with your front arm like you become like piano strings and the tighter you are the more balanced you'll be. And I don't know why, but it's stuck with me forever. And now, I, you know, That's I, wonderful. right. I think about it every time I'm in that pose. So I, every time yeah. I try to be as tight, you know, pulled in both ways as I can. And 
you know, it's so, had I not gone to that class, I wouldn't have heard that before. So Yes, really great point. Instructors are all so different. Their very. styles are so different and they have so much to give. I remember something similar that has always stuck with me and I was doing a, a class and it was at some hippie gathering of some sort and it was a dreadlock, I'm not supposed to say that, it's a, lock, a person with, with hair and matted hair <laughs> <laughs> was teaching the class and okay. he <laughs> um, and he was he kept saying soften your gaze and it was like really amazing like me and my friend are in this class and every time he said it I would look over at her and she was just smiling at me and it was like it was like we we like talked about it afterwards how much of like a really good instruction that is because it's so easy for your face to like hold tension yeah you realize you know you're way too serious and then if he you know he would tell us soften your gaze and then we would kind of like relax our face and it just it i think it really helps in in everyday life i think a lot of people hold a lot of tension in their face when they're doing something or you know i don't know i like know i'm one of them I, yeah i look at myself in the mirror <laughs> on bad days and i'm like oh break. my god <laughs> my face down <laughs> Right, I sometimes notice it when I'm like falling asleep or something. I'll be like, what is the look on my face right now? It's like, I'm like, I have like a contorted look on my face and I'm just going to sleep. It's like that hard. To right? Think. That's another reason why I decided to start doing yoga every day. I swear, my face needs it. I'm like, this is important. It's important for my life, yeah. for everyone's right. life. Yeah, yes. for everyone's yes. life. And that's exactly why I wanted to get you on the phone to talk about this because I feel like sometimes I sound like a broken record about some of the things I bring up, but I swear there's certain people that it takes a million times for them to hear yes. something before they're finally like, <laughs> okay, fuck it, I'll try it. Yes. And I want this to be that time that you say, okay, you know what? I've heard it enough. I'm actually going to try it because I swear it'll change your life. Like, it has to be, in my opinion, I really think it has to be consistent. I mean, even if you just start off doing it, what would you say? Would you think two times a week to start for somebody? Do you think they could start to notice benefits from that? Absolutely. I have a friend who just started coming to my class. She comes once a week, and she says she feels great, and she hurts when she doesn't do it. Oh, wow. It took her out of pain, and she looks forward to it every week, but that's the only time she can get around to it. So okay. that's what she does. That's great. And yeah, and I've actually noticed a difference in her body. I work with her, so I see, you know, her body changes and stuff, and it's like, I can see her core coming in. I can totally see, wow. you know, the, the freedom of movement and all the difference that it makes just once a week. That's yeah. super great. Have you ever thought about recording your classes and putting them on YouTube? Yeah, I think that I will. I think I will make a video soon, now that I have a really beautiful studio and Oh, and that's stuff. great. I think it probably, it, I should do it. Girl, because, you really yeah, it's should. Hard to, it's hard for people to come to class. I think a lot of people really do need, you know, something that they can just do when they have time at home. Yeah. And I, I swear, I, I feel like there is a lack of really good instructors. And you could talk, I mean, I'm just speaking from what I've seen online, not necessarily right, right. in real life, but... From what I've seen online, there are very few people that I follow when it comes to yoga. And, you know, I wish that there were more. I really wish that there were more. So, and especially if you have a beautiful studio, like, that would be, yeah. that would be great. I, and I think you would really like it. Plus, you could take times after your classes or whatever and just sit down and record yourself talking about the importance of this pose does this for your body or that pose does this yeah. or because there's a serious lack of that or even show what we were talking about about am I in the right pose like you could show people <laughs> this is the correct yeah. pose like this is how you do this mm -hmm. so right, just like they do with full tutorials yeah exactly That's, yeah, I guess I just was under the impression that everybody already you know, was doing that. You know what? <laughs> I promise you, this is another part of the whole strategic stripping thing that I really want to incorporate. And that's really encouraging everybody that's involved to really start to build an online presence. Because if you build an online following, if you build people that really care about you and your mission, 
no matter what you do, you're going to be successful. Seriously, I feel like having a tribe is so important and my god, I know so many people that are in like internet marketing and that do just a lot of stuff on the internet and they're happy, they're making money and their lives seem super great and they're not attached to a location. Like God forbid you were to lose your studio or you were to have to move away, right? Something, something happened. If you had this yeah, you online presence, right? Yeah. Exactly. You're taking your clients with you. So, yeah, that's really a good point. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and you have a very pleasant voice and it sounds like, you Aww. know, yeah. And it sounds like obviously you really know what you're doing and you've been doing it for a long time. So that's another thing is you never know who's going to vibe with you, right? So you said that you feel like other people are doing it already. That doesn't mean other people like the other people that are doing it. You know, they might find you and you be the person that they're like, oh my God, I really like this girl. This is the yoga I want to do. Or these are the, right. t the tutorials I want to watch or whatever. So Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, yeah, you, like a lot of people won't do it if they don't have somebody that they think is right for them. Exactly. Yeah, if, they, if they're like, nah, well... Her yoga's okay, but I don't really like her, you know, then they won't do it. So if they find you and they're like, oh, wow, I like yoga. I like her. I like this atmosphere. You know, it's, I was going to say something about a certain yoga instructor that has a ton of followers. And this chick <laughs> does yoga in like this room and her dog walks around and this and that. And like, it's <laughs> very unzen like super unzen like you know, but she's got a ton of followers. And I think it's just because she's consistent. I think that's it. I think she's just really consistent and she's got a ton of followers. So anyway, well, is there anything that you want to add? I think maybe a rundown of the sutras. Sure, please. Yeah, yeah. I could just kind of summarize it up because for people who don't have a lot of time to read, I mean, the sutras are, I mean, it's like 800 pages or something. Oh, it's really serious. There are God. a lot of summaries, though, that people do have out there. Okay. And what the sutras are is Patanjali is eight, eight limbs of yoga. Um, Patanjali was the one who originated it and actually wrote it all out, and I think it's probably written in Sanskrit or Aramaic or some language from, you know, the Middle East or something. But, okay. But he, he, wrote, he wrote them out, and basically this is how it goes. The first four sutras, the first four limbs, prepare you for the second four limbs. Number one is correct behavior toward others, and that entails... Nonviolence, truthfulness, not stealing, not wasting energy, which is a really big one because it can be interpreted in so many ways, and yeah. then not being greedy. Mm. So these, you know, this is the very first part of, you know, like opening your your doors to your best self, mm. you know, and then it just like if you focus on that for a while, it basically will start to lead into the others, and then and you want to like be reminded of them and keep reminding yourself of them because honestly to practice without these is is to practice for the wrong reasons you know and it goes toward making you a better person so and are you saying you should focus on that while you when you start yoga or is this just like principles to live by actually the second of the sutras is principles to live by okay but the first one is just just correct behavior toward others okay i, see. I think that if you're a person who is who has come to yoga and wants to get the full benefits and practice for the right reasons, it's, the, it's really, yeah, something that you should just keep in mind all the time. Okay. It's just treating others with these, you know, these fundamental Okay, makes ways. sense. Yeah, and then the second one is the principles by which you should live your life, like values. Purity is one of them, and, I mean, basically, I take that to mean just not doing things that you know are bad for you. You know, yeah, there's a like, lot of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, just all around, you know, taking good care of your body. Also, um, contentment, great gratefulness, and then there's um, spiritual observance. So just honoring the divine in you, honoring the divine in others, just whatever, however that interprets for you. It doesn't mean you have to be like, you know, a person who believes in any kind of God or gods or anything like that, but just to re recognize that divine is in everyone that lives, you know, plants and animals too, and everyone. Mm. Study, so to continue to educate yourself, and devotion, devotion, loyalty, being true, you know, 
So those are the first two. The third one is asana, the seat of consciousness, the postures, which is the practice actually, the movements of yoga. And then the fourth one is pranayama, which is expanding the life force through the breath. And those are the first four that, that basically if you're if you're practicing with those intentions, then they open up the way for the second four, which are a little deeper. And they're turning your senses inward, bringing your mind fully into your body. And the next one is meditation, training your mind to be disciplined. And then the next one is continuous flow. So basically your practice becomes a smooth, flowing meditation. And the last one is unity, is basically your highest self, like connecting yourself with the divine, becoming lost or found or whatever it is that you, you know, your your highest consciousness. And those, those are, you know, that's the eight limbs of yoga that are, that it's, it's just important to honor those and have respect for those. If you're practicing something you call yoga, otherwise you're basically just stretching, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, what would you say is the best way to reach your higher consciousness to get to your best self I mean I would imagine yoga is probably is do you think it's the answer do you think it's all of those it might be all of those one way yeah I think it's definitely one way I think just taking good care of yourself in every kind of spirituality every kind of religion they always have a set of guidelines you know and they're all pretty good you know they're all pretty <laughs> kind of dry you know what I mean yeah. like really basic Stuff. Like, just don't, you know, don't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't intentionally hurt other people. Don't do things that you know are bad. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. And I think that if you really do, I mean, if you need more than that, than those basic values, then you're just going to get more and more confused about legalistic stuff. And it yeah. doesn't really matter so much. It's more about, are you living the life that you feel is right do you feel good about what you're doing do you i'll tell you what like- i don't i don't feel like i'm on like i want to go to a different level i really do like i yeah. feel like there's another level and i want to be there and you know what the first thing that crossed my mind I, as i'm saying that i have this little inner voice that's telling me to stop drinking coffee i had this i had this lady tell me she was like meditation will change your life and I was like, well, I'm going to meditate then. I was like, I'm going to start to meditate every day. She goes, you need to stop drinking coffee too. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, I love coffee. So you're like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to drink this whole cup of coffee yeah, and I'm going to meditate. So I swear, she said there's something in the caffeine that, I don't know. I don't know what it does. Somehow, you know, disconnects you from source or something. I don't remember her exact terms. I was just depressed when she was telling me. So... I think that that's a huge part of it. And, you know, it's just coffee. It's only been a part of my life for, like, had 10 years. No big deal. I'll let it go. <laughs> so, basically, I think the question that everyone should ask themselves is, is the world a better place because you were born? Mm, that's you know? a great question. Are you, are you doing something that you feel is actually a constructive, or are you just consuming? Are you just, right. like, taking energy from everything? Or are you actually giving something that you feel is actually helping. Right. And if you are that person that's just taking from the world, you can find your place and figure out what it is that your way to give back. You know, I was flipping through this book once. It was like this book of quotes by Kanye West. And <laughs> and one of them was, uh, if you can't be used, you're useless. And I was like, whoa. Like, to me, that was really powerful because at the time, honestly, I was like, I had no real life skills. I had nothing like the only thing that that crossed my mind that I could give was lap dances. And I was like, well, I'm not giving that for free. So (laughs) fuck that. So yeah, everyone has gifts. You know, a lot of people just haven't recognized what their gifts are or they've never had the opportunity to evolve them, but everybody does have something to give. Right. And these things can be developed. Talents and skills and stuff can be developed. I mean, you might not inherently really know at all what you're gifted with, but it'll come, you know, start to focus on what really makes you feel good and see what can happen with that. Yeah. Anything you like doing can be cultivated into a much more powerful tool or right. gift or 
whatever it is. And I think it's important to like doing it. Too. Me too. Yeah, I totally. Think that, you know, like just learning a skill because you think it's a useful skill is a really shitty reason to learn. Something. Right. I agree. Yeah. Especially if it's something you don't like, but you think is useful. Yeah. 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 I totally thought I wanted to be a coder until, because I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be able to create stuff in the computer, and then I tried it, and I was like, oh my god, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my life, so finding something that you actually really, really like to do, and growing on that, building on that, I feel like is the way to go, so... Yes, which will lead us into our next conversation that we have. Yes, actually. So just to, <laughs> just to prep everyone on that conversation, Mariah, you've been dancing for how long now? 20 years, but it's been off and on. So 20 years off and on, and this girl has told me she has never been burnt out a day in her life, and she loves her job. So we're going to have a call about that again here pretty soon. Hopefully Tuesday, maybe? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so we're going to have a call about that really soon. And I'm extremely looking forward to talking to you about that because I have girls reach out to me a lot that are like, I've been doing this for seven to 10 years. I'm burnt out. Like, there's no passion behind it. There's no drive. But they don't know what else to do to make money. It's a hard industry to leave if you don't have a plan. So it's like if you still want to be in the game and you have no drive, like, and I'll be honest, that's where I'm at right now. Like, I am very much looking forward to this conversation because I want to figure out how I can like it again. Like, I, I feel like most things in life are a perspective shift. So if I could really grab a hold again of, yes, I've been doing it for a really long time, but there's so much opportunity in it. There's so much opportunity and it really can be a great industry, a beautiful industry. I mean, that's what I've been preaching about for as long as I've been doing this is what a great industry it is. But I've also said that at least for myself and I, I'm, I know a lot of other girls, a lot of girls get to the point where they're like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. So I am looking forward to talking to you about what are ways to really embrace it and to be happy about it because... Me too. I have a ton to say. I don't even have to make a note. I don't even have to even prepare for that conversation. I am so just... I'm full of insight about this. Okay, good. Well, I'm extremely looking forward to it and... I would say let's do it now, but our call will be another hour and I don't want to... I want these episodes to be digestible, and plus I've heard it's easier for people to digest one topic at a time and to really soak it in, so... So this this coming week we will do it. Mariah, I've had a great time talking to you. This has been... This is such an incredibly essential piece of my life is yoga, and I feel like everybody really needs to know about it, so I can't tell you how much how thankful I am that you came on here and gave us some of your insights. And I am so looking forward to our call next week about loving the industry. Yeah, it's really my pleasure, and I really love what you're doing, too. I'm really thankful for you. I love that you're just, you know, your whole intention and your whole mission is just to empower other women, and I think that's really, really just rare and exceptional and wonderful. The world needs more leaders. We need more leaders <laughs> <laughs> because the state of reality is like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's they because don't want to help each other. I think it's they because don't realize. It, I don't know exactly what you said about, you know, not doing it for for yoga. Like I think a lot of people think oh, other people are doing it or oh, well what do I know or oh, some kind of reason or another. And that's exactly how I felt about well, I mean, I kind of knew people weren't teaching about stripping. This is this is one that, you know, I found a market that people really weren't teaching about uh hardly at all. And it was just like, I can't not do it. Like, I know too much about it to, to let other girls just struggle through it or, or the ones that don't have a clue about it, that their lives are in a bad place and they don't know how to get out. And it's like, stripping could be the answer. It could be the rocket ship that gets you from where you are now to where you want to be. And there's just too much of a stigma around it that people don't, they don't understand. And so because they don't, they don't understand, right, they don't consider it an option. They're afraid of it because they don't know about it. And it's like, no, we, we need to clear this up because it could legitimately change your entire life and the lives of so many people around you. I mean, 
If you ended up taking this bit into, you know, starting a business, you could end up feeding families and, you know, who knows? Like the, the possibilities are ridiculously endless. They really are. The connections I'm that you so can meet. I'm so glad I met you. Oh, I'm, so well. I'm so glad I met you too. Well, I'm very much looking forward to our next call. Thank you again so much for this. I can't okay. wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going out of town and I'll be back on Monday. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this call on Tuesday. Okay, great. I'll talk to you then. Okay. Have a wonderful night. Okay. Bye.